going on everyone? This is The Mandalorian Recap slash discussion slash review Whatever you want to call it We all mm-hmm. we got all the slashes here That's right I'm with Pedro today How you doing sir? Hello hello What's going on? Uh, so as we usually do when we talk about The Mandalorian This is this is Mandalorian Season 2 Episode Tress mm-hmm. Here we go man Chapter so, eleven. Chapter eleven. There you nice. The Harris or Eris. Eris. I think it's Eris. Okay. The H is Aris. silent. I think it's Eris. Anyways, That's right. Um, <laughs> as we usually do, we just jump into it. So if you yep. most likely have seen it, follow along. If you haven't seen it, come back to us and let's get into it. Pedro, first of all, right. how did you like the episode? All right, man. Uh, I loved it. I really, really liked it. This is something that we have been waiting for for a while, ever since we heard that Starbuck was going to reprise her role as Bo-Katan. And I knew she was coming, but I didn't know she was coming in this episode. Yeah. I know that you had mentioned, you you were saying that this was going to be more plot, and I thought this was going to be more filler. So you were right. This is clearly, or I guess it's kind of a little bit of both. It's a little both. Definitely more. It's definitely more plot. So when she popped down, I was like, oh, shit. I did not see that coming. I I recognized the helmet immediately, you know, since we had watched uh, Clone Wars, the latest season. And I was like, oh, man, it's her. Oh, shit. That's right. And Rebels when she came out. So I got super fucking excited. And dude, she looks so good. Like the armor looked awesome. She looks straight out of Clone Wars and Rebels. It was amazing it was perfect it was perfect it, it was probably one of them like, it was just a thrill seeing a a cartoon character in live action now you know yeah and and especially the fact that it's the same actress who voiced her in the cartoons she's doing the actual embodiment of you know of bo-katan yeah which that she is officially super canon now because yeah <laughs> she's yeah, live completely. action anchor tune <laughs> yeah I, I thought that was so freaking awesome that they brought her back and yeah dude the uh shit this episode was just great all around it uh it it did more it did more world building and yeah it's one of those few episodes that i saw you know i know you've seen them a lot of them twice but this this is one of the few episodes i saw twice um Mm. i i i was i was so engrossed into it you know i really liked it even after i finished watching i was like oh my god that was so good I even watched yeah. it again with my kid. He doesn't know anything, but I was like, "Yeah, let's watch this, buddy." And yeah, yeah. it was even the second <laughs> time around. It was just so good just watching the show. Um, it was just it was a perfect episode for me. The only bad thing about this episode, Pedro, and it's that I it was short. Know. I was just gonna say that <laughs> the only like, bad thing was that it was thirty something minutes long. I was just like, "Come on, you just got you got you you guys ripped me off today. <laughs> you literally ripped mm-hmm. me off." from this experience that i was having and and it was just so fast but maybe it was for the best that it was that fast because i think mm-hmm. it, it hits you more i guess in a sense like it, i think it, it stuck more because it was short um and it, yeah. it, there was no filler it was just bah, 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 straight to everything you it, know? It, it, it was it was um I, I i really liked it because also you got to see i mean there's so much stuff that you know you see a whole new planet of course and then you see the Mon Calamari race, and then you see the Quarren, which is the other ones, which they were a big part in Clone Wars as well, because they had kind of like a civil war going on. Mm-hmm. But I always wondered, are they in other planets? Are they only there? You know, I've only ever seen them on starships. Besides that, so it was kind of cool to see them elsewhere, and yeah. to show that 
it's another like criminal type planet where they're just trying to survive you know fishermen scavengers and uh and totally fuck over mando and uh it looked like a scene straight out of Waterworld, <laughs> where yeah. they dropped the baby in there and the thing ate i was like oh shit but but yeah again all going into that whole episode all of that i'm thinking oh this is another crazy filler where he's gotta like get himself out and then the next episode he'll find the mandalorians but like right then and there when you see bo-katan pop out i was like oh shit and then um when i saw this other girl the one that you thought was going to be sabine yeah uh, I, I was going into it, i'm like no there's no way there's no way she's sabine but then there was something about it when she was like dropped into the water to go save baby yoda and i heard her talk i'm like oh shit are they making her sabine because that's fucking weird but no they didn't end up doing it they but did it. I don't know. I was just so excited seeing all of them. I was like, oh my God, is this Sabine too? Is it Book of Ten? Is everyone there? I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. Is Ahsoka going to come out at the end? No, not she won't. But. <laughs> uh, well, like, like, we, uh, like we keep guessing, Ahsoka's in episode five. That's right. the Dave Filoni episode. It has to be. It has to be that one. It's the only one that makes sense. Yeah. And it, I believe it, it is written and directed by him. So it's obvious and logical that he would be the one bringing her back. You know, he, yeah, he yeah, did it yeah. for Rebels. Um, mm-hmm. and you know it's his that's his baby essentially so yeah no one could do it justice um, but him one of the big things that this episode really cleared up was something that we had talked about in the first season because you know we were we had um well we were actually watching rebels at the time or i was watching rebels at the time so we kept talking about like wait a minute you know these are the mandalorians but then they have this rule where they can't take off their helmet so it's like Okay, but clearly in Clone Wars and Rebels, everyone's taking off their helmets. So we were just so confused about that. And we're like, okay, there has to be like a different rule that they set up. But this one cleared it up. Like clearly you see them. And I guess for people that don't know who she is, the ones that are the casuals, I guess, that just watch the Mandalorian portion of Star Wars. When I bet when they took off their helmets, that's when they were like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you could take it off too? Because they probably thought it was the same ones that saved them in the first season, you know, part yeah. of the group. Mm-hmm. So they were like, wait, what? And then we already knew. We were like, oh, shit, there we go. This is where they're going to explain it. And I thought it was so cool to see that after uh, they're calling it the Great Purge, I guess, where the Mandos got annihilated during uh, the original trilogy that they pretty much broke up into different sects, different uh, groups. And his group became the more old school over the, uh, what was it like? Oh, oh, I don't know. Old Testament type. You yeah, know. essentially. Yeah. And it's interesting because they were called, oh, I just had it here. They Death were watch? called the chi- the children of the watch. That's yeah. what she called their group. Oh, so and essentially what it is is that she was Death Watch. Yes. And the, so when they broke off from that, they became hard, more, even more yeah. hardcore. So I, I read an article break it up even more. She was yeah, part of a group it. called she was part of a group called Night Owls originally, which is like Super Commandos. Yeah, and she teamed up with Death Watch because she aligned with their old school mentality over her sister, yeah. which was the queen of the Mandalorians. She was yeah. very pacifist, and we know yeah. Bo-Katan ain't pacifist. She's all about no. shoot first. So and, she was like, oh, okay, and original Mandalorians me, me were warriors too, so. Exactly, exactly. They were very, uh, yeah, it was very, uh, damn, what am I thinking of? They were warmongers. The, the, the Greyjoys from uh, from Game of Thrones, the Iron Price, they're very much like, like that. So 
Yeah, so pretty much she was a part of a group called Night Owls, Super Commandos, and then she joined with Death Watch. So she was never really 100% Death Watch. She just got no. with them because it aligned with them. Now, we know Death Watch from the flashbacks of Season 1. Those are the ones that saved Mando when he was a kid. Jin or Din. Dinger, or, whatever. I think at that point, that's already a sect, though. Because the ones who saved Jin were the sect. That's not really Death Watch. Because in the Clone Wars, and I mean, in the in the Rebels... No, in Clone Wars, they took off their helmets too, the Death Watch. So right. it's essentially th- whoever spins off from the Death Watch mm-hmm. became the sect of like, nah, we had to be hardcore. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be they spun off after Maul took over too. Maybe yeah. we'll get into a little bit more of that. Well, Maybe we'll get into it in books or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, because Maul essentially, um, with the help of Death Watch, kind of overtook Mandalore back. And then the leader of Death Maul was Pre Vilsla. And then uh, yeah. he uh, he essentially kind of killed Pre Vizsla. He's like, nah, I'm commander now. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's when Bo-Katan spun off from them. He's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not living this life. Like I he, mm-hmm. like I, I joined you guys because I wanted to go back to the war the war ways. Um, right. But now that not not, not become a, a, a mafia, which yeah, is what Maul was doing. And uh, and. Uh, that's what Maul took the you know direction he took Mandalore in, and mm-hmm. she kind of like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. And that's when she teams up with the rebels to try to overtake over o- overtake uh, uh, the Empire. The em- no, um, yeah, the Empire and Maul too. Because um, mm-hmm. after that happened, she's she she didn't care about it. She oh, didn't want to yes, be a part yes, of it. Yes, yes, yeah, Because yeah. she didn't she didn't want to be rebels. That, that that's why I said the empire because there was yeah. an empire portion taking over. Yeah, yeah. she she didn't want to be under uh, under Maul, so she spun off of it to try to fight against him. Yeah, and then later on she fights she fights the empire. Yeah, she pretty much doesn't want to be under anyone. She just wants to rule, and that's why she's going after the dark saber, aka the Excalibur. Well, she had the dark saber story. though. Sabine gave her the dark saber. So technically right. speaking, she was the leader. She was the queen of Mandalore until something happened. Right, that which we don't know. Which you can kind of you can kind of hear they're calling it the Great Purge. So whatever that was, which is where Moff Gideon was, which is uh, Los Pollos Hermanos. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out more about that. But uh, when she called Mando's group the Children of the Watch, that's what made me think. Okay, they're an offshoot of. Uh, Death Watch and then it probably got to the point where they weren't getting Mandalorians anymore they were getting whoever whatever orphans they find from the war and train them you know train them the ways that Mandalore Mandalorian isn't a race it's 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 a tribe of people it's a group Mm -hmm. Um, which is very interesting because now that I think about it it's very similar to what we were reading recently about Vikings remember that yeah they were exactly. like, oh, the Vikings, they're only from... A... No, Vikings were a little bit of everywhere. It was, it was a way of life. It was a way of so, life. It's an interesting parallel there now that I just it is. realized. At this point, that's what they are. Mandalorians yeah. are Vikings of Vikings, the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. You know, they, they come from Mandalore. The, the culture, the idea, all that comes from Mandalore. But essentially, it just became, mm-hmm. you know, a, a culture that spans yeah. the galaxy. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, like maybe you can, since you watched it again, maybe you remember the dialogue a little better because I only watched it once this time. Um, I loved to see the differences in their fighting style and the difference of their beliefs. Like even though they both are Mandalorian, 
you can clearly see like for a while i was like yo these people make mando look like an amateur because he seemed so like shocked at their teamwork the way they were able to like cover each other and do mm-hmm. these moves whenever they took him out like i was like oh shit the fact that ev- if everyone was trained like mando and then they learned how to fight together you could see how efficient it was oh yeah so seeing them three fight i was like no one stands a chance no and that's an interesting thing because you know mando's children of the of the watch yeah they ended up helping each other near the end but that cost them like the death of their their group they were very like they were loners because i think there was that rule where only one was allowed out per sect at a time yeah something so that. that that group isn't really a group like they're only a group when they're together when you're outside in the world you're alone so you need to learn how to do a fighting style by yourself yeah. So you don't you don't do teamwork at all. You 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 don't ever expect teamwork from someone. So to yeah. see the exact opposite of that mindset of the group with these guys, which was cool because when she said this is the way, yeah, like in when a he, mocking when, way. When he, you know, <laughs> the I first time was mocking. Mo- yes, exactly. The first time was mocking, but the second yeah. time I took it as this is know, the way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that's right. We're, we're gonna work together. Like you know, we have our like teamwork is the way. That that's what I understood it as. Because yeah, for sure. At the at all, the end, it was essentially that. Yeah, so it was like, look how awesome we are when we're together. We could take on anyone. Like you don't need to be yeah. on the run anymore. You don't need to be like scared and in hiding. You know, like how your your sect is your 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 group. So yeah. I just thought that was so cool to see that total one eighty of the mindset where it's like, oh, stay hidden one at a time. And then mm-hmm. Bo-Katan is like, fuck that. I'm going guns blazing. I'm getting my fucking saber back and we're ruling. And it's like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because even even the, the people on the ship, they're like, oh, my God, there's about 10 of them here. And they're like, no, we, the, the map only reads, this, the you know, we only read four life forms in, <laughs> on, yeah. on the ship. And yeah. they're like, oh, shit. So, you know, they, they fight together. They fight as the, you know, a power of an army, essentially, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it, it it fucks with his mind because he realizes that there's another way. There's another way yeah. to be. He's so but he's so used to his um his individualism and, and his like, oh I gotta do my mission, I gotta do this. Uh yeah. his 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 uh like one way focus. But that seed is planted in him already. Because yeah. he looks at things, he looks at everything, he's like, Oh, this is this is weird, this is strange. But the seed is planted already. Like he notices that there is different way, there's different way of being that he doesn't have to live this life that he's been living and that and hiding and his face, you know, never taking off his helmet and you know he essentially he's realizing he's part of a cult, which is it is. She yeah. says it, you know, oh you're you're part of that cult, you know. But yeah. he's starting to realize, oh shit, like this is like slowly he'll start realizing this the seed is planted already, but he will slowly as the show progresses, even when he finishes mission, he has to figure out, oh, what am I going to do now? And mm-hmm. I think at that point, you know, some time has passed. He's going to notice that I could do something different with, with my life and with what right. I know. And I could be joining them. Because you, you could tell from season one, when we first met him till now, he's different. He's already different. Yeah, like, completely. there's something off about him. He's, he's uh, you know, with, he's, he's become different with the child. And... So, you know this even adds more another layer of change in him that's slowly going to start happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, exciting right. yeah yeah definitely the child changed him like you said and then this seeing this seeing another way it isn't just this is the only way it's like this is 
this is another way you know yeah that, that yeah, there's a more true that, way <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean in, in this case i suppose true is relative because i'm sure they'll talk about something later down the line that maybe she isn't true mandalorian either there's probably but maybe i'm getting a little too into extended universe because extended star wars universe talks about an even earlier form of mandalorian which maybe the show won't even get into it's probably too much uh, lore for one season uh, unless it's old republic shit you know right at some yeah. point they're gonna have to do that though mandalorians are very important in old republic so now that you brought up that he's changing and especially changing from seeing this group do you also agree with me that maybe those rumors of Pedro Pascal wanting to take off his helmet and show his face make a little bit more sense now that we know? Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, we'll see what that comes what comes from that next season. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're gonna agree like another season of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll see what the what 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 happens with that because mm-hmm. there, there's no way that they could introduce. Especially to the casual casual viewer now, because you know we're talking about casual viewers, not not hardcore Star Star Wars people who already know these things, right? The yeah. casual viewer, like you said, who was shocked to see, oh my god, they take their mask off. I didn't know that, you know, because remember the, their first introduction to Mandal uh, a Mandalorian was a uh, Boba Fett, right? And he never took off his helmet, but in the mm-hmm. Clone Wars, he had his helmet off. And in Attack of the Clones, yeah. And then talking to clones, like the, his dad had his helmet off. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you, there is some differences there. But if people just jumped on the, the ship through this, you know, the newer stuff, they're shocked to see Pokaton take her, take her helmet off. And so in the end, it's going to be like, there is a different way. So people, even as people, they're going to be like, there's, you don't have to always have your helmet on. So mm-hmm. next season, there has to be something happening with that because why would they introduce that point that, hey, you could take your helmet off and the casual viewer is like, oh shit, you could take off your helmet off? So why doesn't Mandalorian take his helmet off? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at some point, that's there has to be a change next season that he's going to take it off more frequently. Maybe in private moments or something like that. Like when he's in the ship, why doesn't he have his helmet off? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, like the, you're going to start seeing these little differences. I, I feel they're going to start happening. Maybe not this season, but next season. Where yeah, you're gonna we'll start see. seeing more of him taking his helmet off in alone situations, because at this point it's illogical for him not to do that. You already introduced well, it. When you say alone, you mean just him, not with the baby. Well, even with the baby, but it, let's say mm. things go what we think it is, like the baby is gonna be dropped off to Ahsoka, right? You know, our whole, I, you know. The, the theory I told you about at the beginning of the show where, the, you know, they're going to introduce all the clone the clone war, the, the Rebels players at this point. So Bean is going to get introduced at some point in this season, you know, if the, if the rumors are true. And if the even more rumor, rumors, theories are true, at some time we're going to see Ezra, right? Oh, so, we'll see about that. So at some point, this baby is going to be dropped off of them. And the show has to go somewhere else. This mission is as soon as he do that, as soon as as soon as he does that, the mission is over for him. So it's kind of like, what are you gonna do now? And if he joins with joins up with Boca Tan, he's gonna have to have to take his helmet off. So it's kind of like, who knows where this show goes? But at some point next season, he's gonna have his helmet off more frequently, even if if the baby is around. I feel because he's already close to the baby, you know. So I don't know. Mm. So, so, something has, something has to change. 
I don't know. It was definitely I, I, I would have thought with you I would have thought the same with you, but now that I know, or at least now that we heard about those rumors of them fighting it and they were sure no, he's not gonna show it. I I don't know. I got a feeling he re- they're they're gonna somehow probably show that that's it. He's already inducted into that, and he's not gonna change that far, and he won't show it. I don't because him be, showing it by be himself no when, when, when when you were saying him taking off his helmet when he's by himself, he already does that. We just don't see it, but he does it already because he mentioned it in the first season. She was like, "Do you um do you take it off?" Oh, oh no, she said uh, when they were in that planet with the ATAT. Or the ATST, yeah, yeah. I think. Mm. She was like, when was That's the last time you more. took your helmet off? And he went, yesterday, when I went to eat or whatever. So you know he takes it off. But you don't show it. So th- that type of taking off, the viewer isn't going to see it. They're just going to imply that he takes it off. But when you say he's going to take it off while he's interacting with the baby, now that's that's a change. Because that's a living being. That's him breaking his rule directly. I don't know if he'll do that. Not this but season. Then again, next season for sure, because this season's are in the books. They're not gonna. It's that's called character development. You're not gonna develop him that far. You know, you can't. Not in one season. You're gonna plant the seed, and next season, I feel you're gonna start seeing some changes in him. Like you already have between season the beginning. You saw him from the beginning of season one to the end of season one. He was different. He he changed, and now you see the development of that change in season two. He's more caring. He's more. He's he's open to robots now, and he's like, oh, you know, when he landed in that planet with in, in Tatooine, he was okay with the robots fixing his shit, you know. Right, right. So it's kind of like he's he's opening up now. So you're gonna see that's gonna be in a, at the end of the season. He's gonna have you see you're gonna start seeing some changes with him. He's gonna be more open to being in groups, more friendly, and all this and that. Especially mm-hmm. after he interacts with Ahsoka and all this shit, dude. Season three, you're gonna see the further development of that interaction. That he's gonna be mm-hmm. more open to people, more open to, uh, you know, not being solo. You get what I'm saying? And um, and you're gonna start seeing the masking. Like you, you have to do that at this point. You, you yeah, can't we'll see, introduce we'll that plot point, that plant that seed, because you the show planted the seed in in us and in him as viewers and as a, as him as a character. So you're going to have to develop that slowly. And you're not going to do it this season. You're going to start doing that next season. So I agree they probably fought with him this season. As he's like, oh, these people are doing it. Why can't I do it now? Like, no, because it's not part of your character right now. Your character hasn't developed that moment yet. That, that epiphany. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to start seeing that next season. And, and, I, and next season you'll see it for sure. I it is the it. logical way. It is the logical way to make the story, but I don't know. I got a weird feeling. I got a weird feeling they're still not going to do it next season, and I guess we'll find out. But I agree a hundred percent with everything you said. It's just that there's there's just this weird feeling I have. Why would the fight have been that big a deal? He could have just because said, "Hey, Pedro, next season." No, it, it was apparently a bad fight, which makes me think they said, "Pedro, never." <laughs> that's you know, and that's Maybe. what made me think, "Oh shit." So I, time will tell, obviously, but you're absolutely right. That is the logical place for the progression to go to show that yeah. maybe rules can be bent, you know, can be broken. Or you just realize you're in a fucking cult, dude, and you had to get out of the cult. Like you can't keep him in a cult, man. It's like it's, it's yeah. like it's like you're telling people it's okay to be in a cult. Like no, nigga, it's not okay to be in a cult. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so at some point that has to come out. And honestly, dude, this show can't go on for I feel like I wouldn't want the show to be longer than than three or four seasons 
Like they already sense. renewed it for three and four, if I'm not mistaken. And if it did that, it needs to end there. Like I don't want this to be more than that, because then you get, it's all. gonna get stale, it's gonna get old. Like I, I can't, I can't do that. I, I don't, I don't want this from the show. Like, let's keep it going, let's keep it moving, let's keep the stories flowing. You know, like let's do something else after this. You know, they they, they need more content, they, and and Mandalorian can't hold Star Wars content forever. You know, there has it has to be some evolution to this. Here so, it is. It says uh, they laid the groundwork for season three and four. That's what they said. That's good. And let's end it at four. You yeah, know, there, I, I there hasn't been any talk of five. Also, five yeah. is pushing it because you're still fucking two years away. So, and you gotta think about Filoni. Filoni's stuff doesn't last longer than three seasons, dude. Yeah. Except Clone yeah. Wars, because Clone Wars lasted like seven seasons, but. Yeah, and if it was Rebels up to them, they would have done a they, they would have done a full eight. They wanted uh they they originally when when Lucas first pitched the show, he said we have an outline for eight seasons, always. So the fact that it got seven is a miracle because we know it would it yeah. should have been only what five. Yeah. Well, yeah, five because season six was that special Netflix one that Disney was did. the lost the lost episodes Netflix. Yeah, and then seven was the miracle by uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, but because uh, they wanted content, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I don't want Mandalorian to be to outlong it, outlive his stay. At this point, yeah, the yeah. show's good and, and and just keep it moving, man. Like if mm-hmm. if um if they ended at four, I think it would be perfect for this show. Like, well, there's yeah. nothing else I mean, they can do. We'll see how it goes because clearly the entire show is about him and the child. It's it's lone wolf and cub. So if he drops off the child, the show is essentially over. Unless he stays with the child for the full amount, for the full four seasons. And then they end that story together and that's the end of it. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Because it's kind of weird to introduce the child as such a big character. You know, like a, like a Bonnie and Clyde type of thing. You know, there's, there's always, yeah. always two of them. Him by himself really will be bizarre. So I, I, I don't think... He's going to get rid of the child anytime soon. I think it's going to be a very long journey. And then hopefully, if they don't drag it, season four is a, is a great way to end it. So, But we'll see. We'll see where yeah, it goes. Because I honestly don't know where the plot's going to go at all. Like, No, no, man. Just no they're, way. They're introducing, they're introducing Clone Wars characters. There's rumors all over the place of spinoff shows. Uh, yeah, who knows, man. The, the, the way I feel is that what's the point of introducing uh, Clone Wars characters? Um and then just kind of drop it off you know just kind of leave it hanging like are you gonna have him stick around for three and four or you know yeah. what, what are you gonna do with these characters they're yeah, too yeah. big too so i actually thought in the first season i thought the show was gonna be way more episodic so when they introduced carl weathers character when they introduced gina carano i was like oh these are one-off characters but then clearly you saw at the end they weren't one-off they all came back even ig11 came back so it's definitely the same thing in this season. It feels like it's one-off adventures. But all of these are going to come out at the end. Maybe even a Timothy Oliphant's character come out at the end. Boba come out at the end. I, well, I got a feeling that near the end is where all these pieces start coming together. Yeah. Because essentially you, you can't... Uh, uh, Moff Gideon is a big character we, have, we haven't seen shit of yet. Right. So, And you have Bo-Katan who's tied to him. So it's like, is this a season three plotline that we're going to f- you know, see finish up? You're introducing Ahsoka. What are you going to do with Ahsoka now? You get what I'm saying? It's kind of like you're introducing all these, like, there's there's a lot of chess pieces. There's a lot of pieces on the board, and you don't know how they're going to fit together. 
and you don't yeah. know how long they're gonna be in there for because Moff Gideon was only there for one episode or two episodes, something like that, in last season. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, what are you gonna do? Two episodes, Moff- and then here he's just he just was talking through the uh, the communicator. Yeah, where he pretty much so. told him, "Hey, kill yourself." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, you know what you know, to do. Protocol, blah blah blah. All right, fuck it. <laughs> Going down with the ship. Um, yeah, so yeah, like he unless they're gonna save him for the end of this season. I don't know, man. It's um, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of things in the air, and let's see how it plays out. It's exciting, dude. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's giving me Cowboy Bebop vibes, and I'm totally cool with it. It's mostly filler introduce you know like you said the pieces here and there and then just give it a nice ending overall that's all you really need this, this type of show is like how the first season was you just need a good bookend great start great end and the middle could be little adventures i don't care i i, I like that yeah season two looks like it's going to be the same but you know I, I think it's throwing in bits of chapters in the middle to then close it up nicely maybe yeah. with a cliffhanger for the next season and whatnot um yeah. let's see what happens but then. yeah it's pretty good I can't um, wait, it's entertaining. Man. It's a very entertaining, man. Uh, so next episode is directed by Carl Weathers, uh, written oh. by uh, written by uh, Jean Favreau, I believe, if not mistaken. Uh, but Carl Weathers definitely directed the next episode. Uh, this episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a few homages to her dad, especially when the ship was going in to orbit. And I, I think that was reminiscing of his um, his space movie that he did. What was the name of it? The old one. He Fuck. did an old space movie. Yeah, I forgot it. Was it... Uh, Ron Howard did an old space movie. Huh? Christ. That is Howard. Ron Howard. Let's look up Ron Howard because... I'll tell you right now. Apollo 13. Remember. There we go. Oh, of course, of course. So she did an homage to Apollo 13. When the Mandalorian you know, was, I, I know it's a space movie. I know Apollo 13, 13 is obviously a space movie, but when I thought space movie, I thought more sci-fi. So I was thinking <laughs> of some like, I thought it was some crazy sci-fi shit. I'm like, he didn't do any sci-fi. Oh, no. Nah, Apollo thirteen. Yep. Yeah. So she did that. Uh, she did a good job, dude, um, with the acting and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah she does great. The be, last people, season, be, she did. The she did one the, with the the AT AT one. The ATST one. The yeah. one you were just talking about right now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, one. yeah. So it's pretty cool that she's um, you know, at this rate she's pretty uh, she's pretty, she's pretty Star Wars ingrained, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to her her directing duties. So let's see if uh, at some point maybe they uh, they give her a little bit more work with the world. It's kind of cool. Carl yeah. Weathers is directing. I I wonder. I mean, he's he's been in the fucking game forever. Yeah, but I'm I'm actually quite interested to see how he's gonna do. I've never heard of him ever directing anything, so seems interesting. I'm trying to look it up here and I don't see voice work, reoccurring roles. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it seems to me like he's just been acting. Yeah, that that's gonna be pretty cool because obviously you know, he's been around all kinds of shit, so he knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Carl Weathers for sure could pull it off. Huh? That's he's, not he's one that's of not one thing I uh. I have a doubt about, um, but I'm just curious that like, uh, you know, Bryce Dallas. Re- I think she. F- I feel like she really enjoys Star Wars, dude. Because uh, you know the first the one she did was was you know the farm one with AT at T attacked or whatever. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. She did a pretty good job in that one, and it felt very, felt very good. And this one also feels feels good too. So, I, I'm pretty excited to see. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she starts doing. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if each season she has her hand in episodes. Maybe oh, for sure, more. she's coming back again, <laughs> definitely. Um, so I, I'm I'm kind of curious to how she she will fit into this world. I think uh, I think she's doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. With all this stuff, um, well, apparently her dad here did solo, yeah, her dad it says took here over that, solo. <laughs> yeah, it says here that she shadowed her father on solo, so on she solo. was there and he was directing. And you know what? That's the best way to learn, aside from the shadowing part, obviously. But she's also shadowing a director that has to essentially pick up what another director started, so it's even more yeah. chaotic. So she yeah. learned when it was at the craziest. Yeah, exactly. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, you, exactly what you said. It's it's crazy. You just piggyback on somebody else's thing and putting your twist to it. So what are you thinking? So, uh, next episode with Carl Weathers filler, or is it gonna be yeah. like this one? For sh- filler for sure. Because yeah, you, you, I agree. It's a set. It's a it's a setup for five. You know what I'm saying? Like five is the big episode this season. I mean. Mm-hmm. Per se, like you know, you you you're introducing Ahsoka, so yeah, yeah, we're like ninety nine percent sure that's what's gonna happen. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I I don't think I don't think Mando's gonna jump straight into that planet. You know, yeah, I don't where she's so, yeah. at. No way. I I think I think it's gonna be just as much of a filler as the last episode was, which was uh the 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 one that caused the whole eating egg, um yeah, yeah. cancellation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it's definitely gonna be a filler episode. It's gonna be his next step to wherever he is he gonna go. Um, something's gonna happen that he has to, you know, park it somewhere and mm-hmm. catch up with people, you know. So, yeah, yeah, man, it's gonna be regardless. It's gonna be a good episode, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see how Carl Weathers' eye is in Star Wars. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'd like to see how he directs this episode and how he sees it all because he's very old school, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's see how that plays out. Yeah, man. Uh, any last thoughts, Pedro? No, that's about it, man. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think about the season so far. How did you like this episode? Did you even know who Bukatan was? And if you have any more questions, let us know. We'll 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 try to inform you as best as possible. Till next time. Bye bye. Thank you.